This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, happy new year. Welcome to today's podcast. I'm really excited about today's guest, Deb Shell, and she is helping entrepreneurs find calm building a business they love. She's a creator to community builder, which we'll talk about, but it's going to be a really fascinating conversation on building community, building a membership, and I'm really happy to have her on the show. So Deb, welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here. Community building is a big thing. So let's talk about it because I'm excited about it. Yeah. Kind of uh, share your story, how you got started, and we'll dive right into it. Cool. So I started uh, being a member of an online community because a couple of years ago, I was trying to learn how to build an online business. Uh And through my search process, because I didn't know anybody locally here in central Pennsylvania, which is where I live, I I didn't know anybody at the time. This is back in 2016 or 2017 that was doing online business. And so when I searched for it, I found a a community and I ended up buying their course and then uh, joining their online community. And through the process of being a member of this online community, I ended up learning about how to build online businesses and ended up quitting my corporate job to be able to to launch a new business. And then in 2020, I decided to launch my own community. Um, And so I launched that in June of 2020 and my launch failed. Uh, I didn't, I was trying to launch a paid membership because I had heard that that was so easy and then it failed. So I kind of learned a lot about that. And a lot of uh, community builders started showing up in my community and this the rest is just i guess history because they just said hey deb can you help me build my community so i became a community strategist and community consultant and then since 2020 i've helped over 70 uh business owners create an online community or grow it yeah which is really interesting what's interesting is you build the platform you build an online presence and then you launch an online course or coaching program or book um, which is talk about the nuts and bolts of uh, building an online community. I think a lot of people have been familiar with this thing called sales funnels. Yeah. I don't know if you're familiar with that term, <laughs> but um, a lot of people assume that um, when you hear community building in the marketing world, that they're talking about like a sales funnel where you're you're bringing them in uh, to either that like self-study course, like it's an evergreen course or something, or a coaching program or something like that. And what I like to talk about is how we help people 
solve problems in community. A lot of people don't really think, they think about how they can make money as a course builder, but don't think that it's exactly about how they're solving a problem with a community and if a community is the right solution for the problem. So I think that's a good place to start is um, for community builders and to identify like what's the right place to start and how can I develop and build relationship with each other. But I think the platform doesn't matter. Uh, I talk a lot about, you know, people are the reason we join communities, not a platform or a place. So community can be everywhere or anywhere, I should say. Um, but the platform and the tech is usually it gets people stuck. And that's usually when they find me is when they're like, I tried all of these different things and I'm so confused. Yeah. Um, one thing I was talking with the previous podcast guest and they were saying that, um, you know, in addition, so like you have your social media and then you have like, um, you have a blog and a podcast um, and an email list. And then they were saying like part of the new marketing strategies is community based events. So like a live stream or webinar or, you know, in-person meetup. Why do people need to build an online community these days? I think we're all people who want to talk with other people that we like doing things together. So it's always more fun to go on a hike with a friend or to go to the gym with a friend or, you know, to do homework together. You know, we've always kind of been people that go to school and we grow up and we like getting together. So I don't think. I think the complexities that, that the pandemic had brought um, and then the shift to focusing to doing more online stuff really helps people see how they can connect with people anywhere around the world and think people that they have similar um, interests or they have similar challenges and that they can find people and work through their problems together instead of trying to do this thing on their own. Because I know a lot of the times I've spent time trying to build an online business in my house with my kitchen counter and I have all the books and all the things and the notebooks and the, the lists and all the checklists <laughs> and everything. I've, I've been there. And um, sometimes that's helpful, I think, but it's also, I feel like you expedite your progress so much faster when you do things with other people. And so I believe that's the single most best way the community is going to be involved in your life and in my life and in everybody's life in some way, shape or form, because you have communities, whether it's a Lego community, if you like building Lego things, whether it's a uh, workout group that you meet on a Friday to do a workout or it's something online where you're building relationships with other businesses and a networking group. Uh, I think all of those different kinds of opportunities are going to just grow massively. Um, in the next 20 years, I think that's where we're going to be. Yeah. And um, it's going to be really interesting because now we have Zoom virtual and then there's going to be like metaverse. I know I know Facebook is doing a lot in that area where you can connect with others on via headsets. The other question is um, like I built my podcast to foster an online community, but it's not like it's not gated or anything. Anybody can come and see, but it, it that, the intention was never to make any it was never to make money it was more to share and kind of people can come and listen and kind of like a open um clubhouse or open twitter spaces um but what's the difference between facebook group and an online community what is that 
Well, I would say before we go to Facebook, what I'll say is the difference between an audience and a community is kind of what we're talking about, first of all. So building an audience is like an email list, a podcast, a YouTube channel. That's an audience building tool. Um, even Facebook pages, think of those as audience building tools because it's one directional. You're just, I'm saying my message and I'm hoping that you receive my message, right? <laughs> and you align with it somehow, shape or form. And then you're going to come to my website or my social media or whatever. And then you're going to be like, oh, Deb's talking about a lot of stuff that I like. So I'm going to follow her, right? That though is just that one way directional between you and I. Now, a community is really talking about how to connect our audiences with each other. So thinking about, okay, if I have um, some people who are joining the email list and then I invite them into an online community, uh, then they can actually meet each other. And so then I can actually have a Zoom and we can connect those people and then they can support each other in their endeavors. Uh, right now I have the Community Builders with Purpose community, and that's what we're doing uh, together inside that is the, the new Community Builders with Purpose community offers masterminds. And then we have uh, a monthly event to talk about my book, The Creator to Community Builder book. So those are some ways that that's different. Now I'll tell you about the Facebook. Um, Facebook groups, I think, we it could be a community because there you you have the opportunity to connect your members with each other however it's really still facilitated by the host and not necessarily member led and so what i like to say there is facebook is the community for everyone and in the future we're looking for for a community that's just for me like what what is the community for dev and how do i find those places because I don't care about all the other things that are happening on Facebook, right? I just want to find my people. And so that's what we're going to see in the next, you know, we're already seeing it now is these off social media platforms like Circle, Mighty Networks, and there's a lot of other platforms that are building off of social media. That way you don't have to have this advertising revenue that somebody else is making money off of. You can actually decide to either have a free community or a paid community. You can decide to do a lot of different things, right? But I think that it's much different than talking about something like a Facebook group, because even though you can connect members, you still kind of have more control. When you shift it to another off social media, or if you're meeting in person, you don't have as much control because the members are taking over and they're able to like connect. It's not like a gated situation once they join, right? So I think those are some of the differences, if that's helpful. Yeah. Yeah. I love that difference between um, audience and then community and then basically, um, you know, gated versus non-gated. So then my, you know, the next question is, um, how do you know if a community is the right direction? Uh, if it solves a problem, right? Yeah. If, um, if we want to do things together, if you don't want to show up, first of all, community is not like, uh, pa income, uh, passive income. Uh -huh. It is uh, intentional. <laughs> it uh -huh. is a lot of time uh, to build an online community because you're really trying to figure out who are my ideal members? who, What are we doing together in this online community? Why are people going to keep showing up? Why are they going to care? And so you have to think about those things, which takes a lot of time and effort to think about your community strategy and to be intentional about it. Yeah. Um, but once, you, once you've figured out those things, then you have to decide if you really like it for the long term. And so what I tell people is, is like, don't start with like a monthly membership, start with like 
a six-week course or a four-week coaching program or or something that's shorter bites, right? Because then you have an out. <laughs> then you can be like, oh man, that last four weeks was ridiculous. I'm not doing this anymore. And you have an out versus saying like, oh, now I have to keep going for the rest of the year and basically forever. If you have a membership, it's like forever until you decide to stop doing it, right? So I think that's something important to think about is in your day, what space do you have for this? What excites you and where do you show up? Like if you love Facebook, then maybe a Facebook group is a great opportunity to build better relationships with some of your audience. But if you're like, I hate Facebook, well, then you're not going to want to build there because you don't spend time there and it's not going to be enjoyable. So I think it's important to find ways to do things in community with others that you enjoy doing and to just build more relationships, because that's really what community building is. At the end of the day, we're just building relationships. We're, we're trying to get to know each other a little bit more instead of like, I only know surface level, but I know a thousand people, but I only know them on the surface level. Like I can probably clear, like have, okay, I know they do this thing, but I don't know anything else about them versus, oh, I have really great conversations. And I know a lot about these 20 people that are in my community. That's a way different conversation and a way different way to operate. A community though, is not always the solution. So if I, I was, I was saying this with some people the other week, a taco. All right. So I go to a taco stand to get tacos, right? I don't go to your house unless you're hosting a party to get, have tacos, but we could have a taco night together. And if we all had friends and we all love tacos, then it could be a great community solution to say, all right, we're going to have a taco Tuesday every night and we'll rotate at each person's house or we're going to send you tacos virtually, you know, and then we can all jump on the Zoom and we can all eat our tacos at the same time. Like that could be a problem that a community could solve. Or the other example I have is like a dentist. So I go to a dentist when I have a cavity. I'm not going to come to your house to get my dentist, my cavity filled, right? But maybe I need a community to help me build healthier habits so that I don't get those cavities. So maybe there's a community that helps, reminds me of dental care and, and you know, are a healthy way for me to remember to, and then I can check in with people and say, I brushed my teeth today, you know, yeah. something, these small wins that we have um, that we can celebrate. So that would be where, but the dentist is the person you're hiring to like, you're going to, you're paying them the money to fix the actual problem. But the habit of like keeping this to be a better solution for later is the community solution. So I think that's a good kind of a definition of like, okay, is this a specific thing, like a service, like a tax preparation person or, you know, any professional services, you're going to hire somebody for that, that solution. And yeah. then it's fixed. But if it's something that you're like struggling with, like losing weight or trying to find a job or trying to build a business, or trying to scale a business, or build a podcast. All of those things are great examples that could be a community solution. Mm, yeah, interesting. So it's kind of depending on, and um, like, it kind of reminds me like you, not, not everybody needs a community, um, you know, it, it certainly allows you like, you know, networking and scale and it has its, uh, but one of the guests he was talking about like, he uses social media to start conversations. He's not using social media to like get leads or to get followers. He's, and then other people are using social media to, for social proof, like, you know, that's where their work is. That's the, they advertise that and that's how they get clients. So it's really interesting um, to hear you talk about 
community, you know, based on uh, your needs. How is a community different than a mastermind? If, if that's a mm. question. So in my book, I have a couple different community strategies and structures. And so I won't go too deep down this rabbit hole, but I'll just say that if you haven't heard the term mastermind, basically it's a group of people that are getting together and they agree that they all have shared wisdom, that you know something and I know something, and we're all working on something together. So a good example is like a business mastermind. So we show up weekly on a Zoom call for 12 weeks and commit to doing certain things for, for our business. And the group needs to keep each other accountable. And so if I say, okay, Christopher, next by next week, I am going to have my landing page done and I'm going to have some emails uh, together to send out to my, for my newsletter. I'm going to have like February content done. And then next week, you're going to be like, Deb, did you do that stuff? And if not, why not? What's getting in the way? And so it's more about let's keep each other accountable to move forward. So it's a specific community with a specific community structure and a specific community strategy. Um, it's more structured. Other people don't like structure. Other people would rather have an open space where people can flow in and out. So I think it really depends on your personality as to what kind of structure you want. And there's a lot more that we could go into there, but I'll just say those are kind of the differences overall. Yeah. And another follow-up question is, how are the skill sets of building and leading? I'm sure building, leading, and managing community is different than building an audience. So kind of highlight the key skill sets and differences. Yeah. So if you're familiar with traditional marketing and audience building, then you know creating blog posts and writing up um, creating social graphics and sharing them on Instagram or TikTok videos or all of these different things. I mean, that we, we think of as traditional marketing and um, building an audience, right? But when we're talking about community, we're now talking about, we actually want these people to talk to each other. So how do we get them to talk to each other? I have a lot of clients that say, well, I want them to do this. And I would say, great, but we cannot make them do that thing because we can't make anybody do anything. What we can do is inspire them to maybe want to do certain things um, or off give opportunities for them to do certain things. And so how you do that is you first decide who are your ideal members. And what that means is I am solving a problem in this online community and these are the people that need this solution. Who do I know in my LinkedIn connects or my Facebook friends, who do I know in my groups that have that problem and might want the solution? And you start talking to people. I think the first thing that you do is you do something I call ideal member interviews and you just talk to people and say, hey, here's the idea I have. Would you be willing to speak with me about it for a few minutes? Get feedback from them on their ideas um, about your idea and then kind of iterate and go on. And I think the biggest thing that I've seen the community builders kind of miss is that key point of people and allowing them to co-create the community with you. I think a lot of clients that I've worked with think they have to have everything perfect before people come in the door. And that is ultimately not going to help you because if you spend 12 hours or 12 weeks or whatever it is working on this content to make it perfect, I'm going to tell you that humans come in and they're just like, I need my own stuff. I need to figure out my own things. And so 
you know, they want to create that content with you. They don't necessarily, and especially right now, we have too much content. <laughs> so it's really about less is more and telling them, what would you like in this space? So it's really the, you know, the first year of community is really about exploring together with these members that you bring in and say, what do you guys want to do together? And how can we keep connected? And how can we inspire you to be in here and support you? I think it's a lot more about them and understanding them than it is about like the host. Yeah, I love that. The more I talk to people um, such as yourself and just about online communities and basically it's very organic and and it's very um, things come up and it's very fluid. And what I love about it is, you know, it can be very powerful if you can get on a, a shared mission. Uh, there was a great book by one of the speakers at FinCon this last year talking about the power of um, networking through small events. You know, it can go like a movie or outing or museum or, you know, cooking, whatever. Um, which is really interesting. Once you build a community, what are some things you can do? Like some things to get people started? Like, um, you know, you mentioned, um, you know, webinars, but what else? So I usually tell people to kick off uh, when they launch their community to start doing welcome parties um, on a regular cadence, whether it's a quarterly or a monthly or whatever that is. Um, and welcome parties are just the ability for people to show up on a call and meet each other. So um, hey, welcome to this community. Here's where stuff is. So that's what you would start telling them. But then you would want to connect them to each other. So you could do breakout rooms and, and ask them like, you know, what are you excited about this year? Or, you know, what tacos are you making? Or what is the most unique taco or the best taco you ever had if it's a taco community, for example, or something. Yeah. So we're just trying to figure out finding those threads that, that are going to connect them because what's going to happen and the biggest problem that people have with online communities is that they have a hard time getting people to come back. It's easy to say, hey, I'm open. <laughs> and then they go, they come the first time. But then yeah. it's like, oh, and then they're gone. <laughs> How do they come back here? So it's and it's more about building that relationship. So if I know that you're in this community, I'll be like, oh, well, Christopher's there. So I want to connect with him. So I'm going to log into that community because I know you're there. Yeah. And so if you and I had a conversation for five minutes in a breakout room and then we got to know each other some more. Oh, well, then, OK, now I know who's in the room. And why that's important is because we're establishing psychological safety within that. We're saying. Hey, Deb's in the room. Christopher's in the room. These are cool people, you yeah, know, nice. and then they're willing to maybe share some stuff. Maybe they're willing to say something online. Maybe they're willing to, you know, unmute themselves in a Zoom and turn their camera on. But if you have not introduced anybody and nobody knows anybody, yeah, you know, you don't know if, if there's a CEO in the room or if there's like a I don't know other people you like you just you have no idea and so it's it's harder to ask people to then comment on posts or create a question or you know do these things that we want them to do which is what we call engagement and that engagement word can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people but at the end of the day we're not creating content just because we want engagement we want to help solve a problem. So if that means somebody comes into my community once a week and they get what they need, then I'm serving them. They don't need to be in there every day or watching my you know, live uh, videos all the time because maybe that's not what they need right now. Uh, you really um, stoked my curiosity is, um, so you hear like, you hear Patreon, 
Um, of course, we talked about Facebook. There's Twitter. There's there's um, Instagram Live. There's TikTok, LinkedIn, um, Discord. Which, which ones uh, are optimal or, or that you can you know vouch for? The number one question I get is, what's the best platform? <laughs> and what I'll say is none of them, because I don't know who you are so, until until we know like what your what's the problem you're trying to solve and what you really want to do. What does that look like? A course? OK, well, then we could talk about what course platforms are available. But what I would say is. Um, I mean, I'm familiar with Mighty Networks and Circle, and those seem to be the two that primarily I see people doing in the entrepreneurial world. And they are using those platforms for courses. They're using them for coaching programs. They're using them for mastermind groups. They're using them for some training or webinars um, to allow their participants to connect with each other after an event or before an event, because I think there's a lot of missed opportunities that we have Um when we don't think about, we think about the event and we're like trying to get people to an event, <laughs> but we, we don't really think about like that before the event or after the event, besides the, here's the survey, but how else can we serve them before and after the event? And so I think that's where our community can come in and support your efforts in doing, you know, live events. But the best ways I feel like that some, some other things that are successful are thinking about co-working sessions. So if, I'm trying to write a book and I'm in an author's community and they have a weekly session for me to just show up. I don't even have to turn my camera on. I can be in my PJs and I can just say, I'm here and I'm writing for yes. this hour. Mm -hmm. I'm writing, you know, or for the 30 minutes or whatever the time block is. And you can see the other people on the call or not see them maybe, but you know that other people are there. And yeah. just knowing that you have some other people that are keeping you accountable and you're keeping them accountable to show up is another way for you to create this constant accountability for each other so that they can actually get the things that they want done, writing the book or whatever the, the projects are. So I've seen co-working sessions be really successful in a lot of communities that are communities of practice trying to do something like that. Even like watch parties have become really popular, right? If we all want to watch the same movie or if we want to, I've done yoga together with people in like uh, New Zealand and <laughs> Australia um, because we just put a YouTube video on and I had a Zoom call and we just did yoga together. So it could be so many things. That's also the complexity around community is because we are in an age where you have so many potential things that people get really like, Oh my goodness, how do I decide? There's too much. <laughs> so I think it also is a matter of start where you are. Yeah. yeah and where you want to prioritize your time and focus for your business, for your life, whatever it is, um, and start slow because no community becomes 10,000 members in one day um, <laughs> or, or 500 or 50. It's it starts with one or two or three people. And so if you, you know, start a beat up group, you can start a meetup group where you go hiking once a month. You can start a, a poetry slam group that meets every quarter to do poetry slam. So there's lots of ideas there. But I would say um, just trying to keep it simple is very, very hard, which is another reason why people come to me to to help them make those decisions around what platform and what should I be offering and when should I launch and all those kinds of questions. Yeah. How can people um, contact you and, you know, check out the work that you do and, uh, you know, check out your, your, the, your social media? 
Yeah, so I have a website called findcalmhere.com. It's going to be the best place for you to find a lot of the resources there. I do have some great podcast episodes from my podcast called the Community Strategy Podcast. And so there's some great interviews there, which is also on the website. And then my book, there's a link to purchase my book there. And it's called Creator to Community Builder, uh, Find Calm While Building Your Online Community. It's a very easy, short, readable book that you can like pretty much probably get done in less than a week, even if you're not a real, like a really active reader, because it's really more worksheet based and focused on action items. So asking you some prompting questions and then getting you to kind of think around your ideas and then say, okay, now I have a plan. Yeah, I love that. And uh, like I said, um, it's always been an interest of mine to build community and, and it's really hard. It's like hard to build an audience once you do that, you're thinking like how to create engagement and interaction. So um, really interesting discussion and all of Deb's resources will be in the links and show notes. Be sure to give her a like and follow on social media as well as her website. And with that, thanks so much for coming on to the podcast. Thank you.